BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to this episode of The Great America Show, Truth, Justice, and the American Way. As we all struggle to defend and sustain those timeless American values, the Marxist Dems are doing all they can to destroy them and to destroy this republic of ours. The Marxist Dems who lead the Democrat Party and lead Joe Biden around by the nose insist that our southern border with Mexico remain wide open, that the U.S. government give the Mexican drug cartels absolute control over that border to smuggle illegal immigrants and deadly drugs through to the United States without so much as a speed bump for the cartels to carry out their sex trafficking and fentanyl poisoning of hundreds of thousands of Americans without mention or notice from the Biden White House, giving China and Mexico dominion over that border, the freedom to kill as many Americans as Mexico and China want. But a number of Republicans mean for all the Marxist Dem attacks and the Dems' January 6 atrocities to end and to end soon. Congressman Troy Nels is one of those who means to stop the Marxist Dems' corruption and to bring sanity to the federal workforce. And he is our guest today. Congressman Nels has a timely and highly relevant new book out now. It's called The Big Fraud, What Dems Don't Want You to Know About January 6th, the 2020 election, and a whole lot else. We highly recommend his book to you, The Big Fraud, available on Amazon in paperback and later, the hardcover edition will be released. With us now, a great American, a newly minted author. By the way, Congressman Nels was in the Capitol on January 6th. He was among those defending the building that day. Congressman Nels is also co-sponsor of a bill put forward by Congressman Chip Roy to bring accountability to the federal workforce, to make federal employees at will, meaning they can be fired if they don't perform or conduct themselves with integrity. Congressman, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. And please tell us about this new legislation and how it would work. That's right. It, it's actually called the Public Service Reform Act. And, and Chip Roy, a great member from the state of Texas, introduced this. And now several members, uh, conservatives, uh, support this act because it does. It gives, you know, these these uh, federal supervisors the ability to manage their personnel. I mean, they're, the, the, our, our federal employees have had so many protections, Lou, for years and years and years, and look at the result. You try to call some of these large agencies that are out there, and there's tens of thousands of employees, and they can just do what they want and say what they want, and there's been no accountability the poor performers. So so this act really, it protects them in many ways too, because there are protections for the whistleblowers. And, and if you should be terminated because you just have a, a poor performer, you've got days to respond to that termination and, and appeal it. But it just gives these federal supervisors more management uh, to deal uh, with, with poor performing employees. And there are tons of them out there. 
in this bureaucracy. Especially in the Justice Department and the uh, FBI. Uh, would this reach to the FBI and the Justice Department where you've got, uh, uh, you know, Strzok and Page and others walking around acting like they are, uh, are absolutely immune to the laws of physics? <laughs> absolutely. And, and look at how... Look at how some of these agencies have been used to go after the American people, specifically with the FBI. And you look at COVID and all this other stuff. So I truly believe that it should cover all the federal agencies. I mean, here in the great state of Texas, we are an at-will state. I was a, a sheriff, had 800 and something employees. And, and if we had a poor performing employee, we had the means and the tools and the law behind us that we could terminate that employee for just cause. Um, and I think there should be, that should apply to employees at the federal level. It just makes sense. I mean, I don't understand. Well, I do understand why there's been all these protections, but we we must stop. There's a lot of incompetence uh, at, the, at the federal level. You know, and, and when you think about it, we don't even see uh, how, uh, how the federal government is performing. We don't see performance reviews. We don't see overall ratings of their uh, performance. Uh, we don't, you know, the American people really don't have much of a window into their government whatsoever, and that needs to change. It really does. Uh, and I'm delighted that you're doing that and uh, Chip Roy and uh, everybody uh, moving this forward. I want to turn also uh, to a number of uh, recent developments, and one of them is your inquiries of Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, uh, running the Transportation Department, or at least he's supposed to be. I, I just want to give the audience a little sample of a, of a conversation you two had uh, in a hearing. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's roll that, if we could, please. Please describe America to me in one single word. What would that be if you could describe America in one single word? Not for me, I guess home. Home, fair enough, fair enough. Well, just a few weeks ago, this is how President Biden described America in one word. Could you please tell me what that word means? It's this one right here. Mm -hmm. Could you even say the word? I'm not in the habit of trying to read transcriptions. I bring this up to you, sir. I bring this up to you on television. because you yourself questioned Donald Trump's mental state of mind in September of 2019 when you stated to CNN, I quote, if our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. And Mr. Secretary, I could not agree with you more. I'm going to repeat what your quote is. If our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. Inflation's at 9.1%, gas prices are through the roof, our adversaries are exploiting our weaknesses across the globe, and our southern border is non-existent. This administration puts the American people last. The left and the dishonest media, which in my humble opinion is the greatest threat to this country, the dishonest media began questioning President Trump's mental state back in February of 2017, a month into his presidency. We now have President Biden in office for 18 months, and just recently, we now see the mainstream media questioning President Biden's mental state, and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people. He falls off bicycles. Even at the White House Easter celebration, the Easter Bunny had to guide him back into his safe place. 
cue cards that say sit here or end of speech, which he actually states, that is, if he stays awake. Remarkable exchange between you and Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Congress, give us, a, give us a sense of how bad do you think it is in this country with a president who is obviously mentally impaired? Well, I, I think it's on full display, not only for the American people, but for the entire world to see. You know, yes, I brought up some graphics. I mean, if you can remember the Easter Bunny, right. you know, guiding him back to a safe place. And yeah, I got it. People do fall off bicycles. But that was just another indicator. Falling asleep in some of these these meetings uh, with leaders across the globe. And then just the way he speaks, it just seems like his cognitive state of mind is on deep, deep decline. Uh, and this Mayor Pete, I mean, he was very critical of, of President Trump when he was in office. And, and I did catch him in that CNN interview uh, back in 2019 when he said, if our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you targeting Trump? What did Trump do? I didn't see any any really snafus with Donald Trump. I didn't see him shoke, you know, shaking hands with Casper on a stage. I, I don't get it. Why are you attacking him? And it wasn't just him. It was the entire left. I mean, they were calling for Donald Trump's impeachment, and he wasn't even sworn in yet. So what's fair is fair. I thought the questioning was fair on invoking the 25th. Obviously, I got up underneath. He was a little frustrated with me, but it's the truth. The American people need to understand we have a president that is having some issues. His mental state of mind, it should be a concern for all of us. And, and I just wanted to find out if there was any conversation in the executive branch as it relates to invoking the 25th. And so uh, Mayor Pete didn't like that too much. Uh, but that's okay. I'm working for the American people. Yeah, you are working for the American people. And Pete Buttigieg, I don't know who he's working for. Uh, his boss is impaired. Uh, his number two boss, that would be Kamala Harris, uh, has no knowledge base and cannot communicate at all. So I don't know when this country has been in sorry or shape with the two top officials in, in the United States government. Uh, it's it's a very difficult moment. And the the 25th Amendment with this cabinet? I, think about that. Uh, those folks have no idea what they're doing, whether they're running the Energy Department, whether they're running the State Department. These people are absolutely uh, just adrift. It's incredible to see this gathering of incompetence and ineptitude all in one administration. And I tell you something, the Department of Transportation, Mayor Pete is missing, quite honestly. Mayor Pete is running for president. It is quite clear. There were some polls that were done, and it says Mayor Pete would be the leading candidate if Joe Biden doesn't seek re-election. Poor Kamala. Poor Kamala. She's in a single digit. She's such an, a fool in uh, an embarrassment uh, to America. But I think Pete is out there. I think he's running for president today. He's out there doing interviews about Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court decision, but he's not addressing the the issues that, that really matter most underneath the Department of Transportation. And that's the airline industry with delayed or just all out canceled flights and our fuel prices. So Pete, focus on your job, stay in your lane. You're the Department of Transportation secretary. You're not the president. I hope you're the nominee because I think Donald Trump would have fun with you in 2024. 
Yeah, I think he'll have fun with whoever wants to run against him personally. I, I, but that brings up another thing. This cabinet, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, he's the head of Homeland Security, and he's got an entire border. With the Border Patrol pulled back, there is no impediment whatsoever to illegal immigration. On the contrary, this administration has created incentives. Come on up. Come on in. Two million in the first year and a half of this presidency crossing that border. Illegal immigrants. And no one seems to know where they are. This is an, and, and this is the president who said he wouldn't even build 20 feet of a wall. Here is Peter Ducey, Fox White House correspondent, talking with the press secretary, trying to figure out what's going on. And as always, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre uh, has interesting answers. And I do mean that in a very facetious way. Here is Peter Ducey. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt uh, to build a wall. And I just want to be very, very clear here on day one. Uh, we returned the money, uh, the eight billion dollars the prior administration took from our military. We gave that back. Uh, to the military, for military families, for schools, for bases. Uh, that's what that money was being used. That's what it was taken away from. And so, again, what we're doing is cleaning up the mess that the prior administration has done. But President Biden, when he was a candidate, said, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Yes. So what changed? We are not finishing the wall. If walls work in that part of Arizona, is this the administration trying to get migrants to cross somewhere else, like in Texas? What What is the plan? We are not finishing a wall. We are cleaning up the mess that the prior administration made. We are trying to save lives. This is what is this is what the prior administration left behind that we are now cleaning up. By finishing the wall, is this? We are not finishing. By filling in. Finishing. We are not finishing you. By filling in. Uh, is this a, is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question to this question that you just asked me. I will say this: a border wall. I'm 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 answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. So it's ineffective of taxpayer dollars, dollars that actually went to the military that the last administration, the prior president took from the military, which took away from schools, which took away from military bases. That's what that money that he pulled away from uh, to build uh, this wall that he wanted that is ineffective, by the way, which I just said. I think we've had just about enough of that. What do you think, Congressman? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Lou! I, I tell you, you. I'm glad she's in this position. I really am. Uh, Jen Saki, you probably are going to make more money now on one of those liberal, maybe Clinton News Network. I forget exactly where she's gone uh, or went to, but I kind of like this gal because she is easily confused, 
And Peter Ducey did a fantastic job trying to say that they're cleaning. She said that she's they're cleaning up the mess from the prior administration. There was no mess with the prior administration. It's been the most secure border we've had in in four decades under Donald Trump with building the wall, the remain in Mexico policies. I mean, Donald Trump took border security more seriously than any president we've had in decades. And so I applaud him for his efforts. And then this administration with Joe Biden just flipped it, just flipped it on its head. And now we have millions of people coming through. You want to talk about human trafficking? You really want to talk about human trafficking, Joe Biden? You are aiding and abetting in it. You and Mayorkas, Mayorkas needs to be terminated. And I believe, and I would be one of the first ones to do it, articles of impeachment on Joe Biden for just the way his policies and the results of those policies at our southern border. It's criminal, in my humble opinion, what he is doing. Absolute criminal. I can't, uh, first, I agree with you. And secondly, I can't imagine if Mayorkas is not in the employ, the pay of the Mexican drug cartels, uh, ceding control to those cartels, operational control of that entire border. I mean, what more could they buy from him uh, if he's not? I, I I can't imagine how he would be operating any differently if he weren't uh, under their influence uh, and and total direction. Money has to be flowing into his pockets by the by the barrel. Well. You know, uh, the idea of, of completing a section of that wall in Yuma, Arizona, and now she's going to say we're just cleaning up the mess. But if they are completing a section in Yuma, Arizona, that is a step in the right direction. But honestly, it's a little bit too late. I think they're probably doing this because they're going to want to try to confuse voters a little bit. Listen, we need an entire wall along the whole southern border. And absolutely, we need to finish it. Mayorkas will come down there and do interview or look in the in the camera and talk to the American people and say that the border's secure. I've been down there with Griff Jenkins. I've been to Yuma, San Diego, to Texas. I've been down the whole damn thing. And there's so many areas that have no barrier whatsoever. And people are coming through by the thousands, tens of thousands each and every month. So no, Mayorkas, you are lying to the American people each and every day when you say the southern border is closed. But the American people, in my opinion, specifically Hispanics, are starting to look at this. Those that are down at the southern border, at those counties at the southern border, in those southern states are saying, hey, listen, this is out of control. It's ridiculous, and it must stop. Um, so I, I, I think it's just, it's sad, and it's criminal. Whether Mayorkas is personally benefiting or gaining, I don't know. I think we need to do investigations on this when we get the House back. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, Congressman. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's, and we need to do a very serious investigation. And I know you Republicans are getting ready for this, but this presidency is rotten from top to bottom, uh, every which direction. Uh, the the Biden administration is, and the what I can't understand is the FBI, the Department of Justice. Uh, most of our intelligence agencies are keenly aware of the fact he is compromised by God knows how many countries. And here we are with this man, mentally impaired, a, a devastating just shell of a president. And we are, our ships are right now, our U.S. Navy ships 
are lining up for potential combat with the People's Republic of China. Uh, it's it's just breathtaking to think what the American people have to endure with this this nonsense in the White House. It's a it's a very scary time for not only our country but the entire world. You just look at all the different crises we have in our country, whether it is the southern border, the dismal withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now we're having to deal with a, a war between Russia and the Ukraine and spending billions and billions of dollars helping Ukraine with that. The inflation, the fuel prices, all of it. It's just and then you look at some of the policies with this administration as it relates to China. But I thought the Clintons were a little corrupt. I think this Biden administration, this Biden family has got to be the most corrupt of all. Lou, could you imagine if Hunter's last name was Trump? If his oh. name would be Hunter Trump, he would be on the television every damn day. The left would be saying Trump needs to be impeached. They got a son named Hunter that's tied into China and this and that. But they cover for him. The dishonest media. The most dangerous to me, that's the biggest threat we have in this country, is the dishonest media. They protect this family. They protect them. And and I am telling you right now, China is obviously a great adversary, probably the worst that we have. And this administration now is passing all this legislation, right? The CHIPS Act. You know, we know that China could benefit from the billions of dollars we just voted in last week. Well, not me, what the Democrats got through and the idea of selling them oil from the strategic or the petroleum reserve is to me almost treasonous in many, many ways when we got people paying 450 for gas. The family needs to be investigated. It needs to be investigated a little and we shouldn't stop. We shouldn't stop. Amen. Uh, and now that comes word today, uh, this is from Reuters. The United States, uh, get ready, everybody, for this one, because uh, it, it, as Congressman Nell said, uh, we're, we're shipping a billion barrels of crude oil to China, specifically uh, to the Chinese petroleum company that Hunter Biden uh, was one of his clients. They suddenly get a million barrels of oil from the, our strategic petroleum reserves. Here's the latest. The United States is now considering considering limiting shipments of U.S. chip-making equipment to memory chip makers in China. According to a number of people familiar with that, the sources, if Joe Biden's administration proceeds with the move, it could also affect South Korea. But the most important thing is, we have throughout this entire crisis and a shortage of semiconductors been shipping the very tools and manufacturing components necessary to build chips in China instead of the United States of America. Why isn't there an investigation of that? Why are we only learning of this? It, it, it's incredible. The audacity of this, this clown that we have as our president. And I think the family is very, very corrupt. You know, President Trump, uh, the greatest we've had, uh, he was talking about bringing manufacturing back to this country yeah. uh, back when he was president. And, and he was talking about these chip manufacturers because we know, obviously, car dealers, I mean, we're short of chips. We need to bring that industry, that manufacturing back to this country. 
And when the bill came up last week, and, and initially it was about $50, $52 billion. And I tell you, Lou, I was considering it because I thought this would be about America first. Yes, a lot of that money would go to the large corporations, but they would be spending that money on building chips right here in America. We should not be dependent on China or South Korea, Taiwan, or anybody. We should be able to do it here in this country. And then that bill blew up to about $250 billion. And then the wording in the bill really didn't say anything about China not being part of this, this process. So I voted no, but the audacity of this family and, and to put the American people last. It just seems like the American people are last, China's first because of the financial interests he and his crooked crackhead son have with, with the Chinese government. Shameful, shameful and treasonous in many ways. And, and Ukraine, $60 billion going over there. It looks like we've, you know, and I'll never forget Zelensky telling uh, the U.S. emissaries, and don't let Biden send people over here with empty hands. And the next thing you know, the 50 plus billion dollars is on its way. Not a comment. It's it's like he's buying the silence of uh, of uh, Vladimir Zelensky. It, it, it looks like the whole. It's not only inept. It's not only a corrupt uh, White House. They've sold out everywhere they can. Wherever a Biden can make a buck, they're, uh, they're in. I tell you, Lou, I was one of 57 that voted no to, for the funding to Ukraine. Yes, it's a horrible situation, but nobody went into Ukraine when Donald Trump was the president. The reason Putin went in there is because he knows we have a spineless president and he took advantage of it. And you know that China's doing the same thing because we have a president, obviously, that isn't all there and he's really unfit to serve. But I voted against that 40 billion. But I can tell you the American people understand something. We are also gonna be rebuilding Ukraine too. If you think 40, 50, 60 billion is it, no, the checkbook is open and Biden administration will continue to put American tax dollars into Ukraine because we're going to have to rebuild that country. And we just passed a bill last week. It was a deal with human trafficking and, and I didn't support the bill and I've been getting beat up on it. But there was more money going to the Ukraine because of all the refugees leaving. I'm thinking we gave you $60 billion and why don't you take all that money you want for human trafficking and put it at our southern border? Secure the southern border because that's probably the most inhumane slavery it, it, it's horrible what we see at the southern border let's spend the money there and address human trafficking at our southern border give me a break and give america a break sex trafficking you name it deadly drugs and fentanyl hundred thousand talking with the dea uh, uh they're they're talking about over they say that that is a very conservative number how many people are dying of fentanyl poisoning it's mass poisoning. It's brought to you by China and Mexico. What in the world are we going to do here? Well, it, it just seems, Lou, that a lot of people, what, what frustrates me is a lot of people don't seem to be talking about it. Yes, 100,000 people a year, and it could be numbers could be higher, but what we lose, 50-something thousand in the whole Vietnam War? And these people, it, it's just not white, black. I mean, they're people from all different demographics, 
all sorts of young people that are, are using drugs and they don't realize that that marijuana cigarette may be laced with fentanyl and it's killing American citizens. It's killing Americans by the thousands each and every month. And what, what are the, what is, where is the outrage? If you want to take care of some of this, and where is the fentanyl coming from? It's coming from China into Mexico, and then it's coming through our southern border. And the Border Patrol, I mean, they've laid it out there in pictures, all the fentanyl seizures, but they can't get it all, Lou. They can't get it all. Can't this even come close. It's one of the most dangerous drugs in, in the history of our country, and it's coming through our southern border, and it seems like the far left, the Democrats, don't seem to care. Yeah, the drug trade in this country is brought to you by the Marxist Dems who are trying to destroy the nation and they are getting a lot of help from China and Mexico in that effort. Uh, and the Biden administration, of course, is fully compliant uh, and uh, delighted to be of service for a price. Uh, I, I want to turn to a timely book uh, that has uh, been authored by none other than Congressman Nels and Congressman, the title, The Big Fraud. And uh, I love the title, What Dems the Democrats don't want you to know about January 6th, the 2020 election, and a whole lot else. I love the expression. Congratulations on the book, Congressman, uh, and it couldn't be more timely. Thank you, Lou. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, you know, it's it's taken me 14 months to get this done, and finally got her done. I had a great conversation with President Trump a few weeks back, and, and uh, he said, hey, I love the book, Troy. He said, I got to endorse this book. He said it's a must read for all Americans. My good friend, Dinesh D'Souza, I'm sure you know he, he's sure. the, the director with the 2000 Mules movie. He's endorsed the book, but the book is the counter narrative. The, the, the Democrats now, the sham committee, they've got a book coming out about January 6th and you know they're gonna use Trump's name and they're gonna beat Trump up and blame Trump for everything because they don't want Trump coming back in 2024. But this is the narrative, this is the counter narrative and it goes back into the history of election fraud and we can go all the way back to Andrew Jackson to talk about election fraud and the Democrats. We talk about Jim Crow laws, all that. We go into the summer riots of 2020, Antifa, and just how dangerous they are to our country. We get into some COVID and, and then the 2020 election. But then January 6th, I talk about Ashley Babbitt and the fact that she was absolutely, she was murdered without question. And that big cover-up uh, by by the DOJ and, and, and this administration. But... Uh, the book talks a lot about January 6th, and and I, I think it's uh, it's very important for the American people to read this book because it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. I've done hundreds of hours of research on this, and it's a must-read for all Americans. Just take it from our greatest president, Donald Trump. And I will tell you, it's available, everybody, on Amazon right now in paperback. The title, The Big Fraud by Congressman Troy Nels. And I recommend it to you highly. Uh, it is already a barn burner and bestseller, and it's going to get bigger and better uh, as uh, as Amazon rolls out the book. It's uh, it's great to have you with us here today, Congressman. And as uh, always, we give you and our guests the last word. Fire away. Thank you, Lou. I think it's very, very important. Our, our country is having a very difficult time with this presidency, and I think there's an opportunity now for conservatives, people that truly respect, love our country, respect the Constitution to get out there and vote in the midterms. And I believe we are going to get the House back. But then it's going to be imperative upon our leadership and Kevin McCarthy is going to be the speaker. 
that, that we take care of it because the election in 2024 is going to be so very important. Donald Trump is coming back. This country, we need him more than ever. He's going to come back. He's going to be the Republican nominee, and he's going to win in 2024. And we have to pray for that because we are at a very, we are at a tipping point, a very difficult time in this country. And we need strong, bold, dynamic leadership that we had under Donald Trump. And so pray for that. I ask you, your listeners to pray for that, that we can get Donald Trump back in the White House in 2024. I guarantee it for myself, certainly. Uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. It is, uh, these are tough times, but there'll be a lot, uh, a lot tougher if we don't have a lot of lot of good patriotic Americans out in those polling places, making sure they're they're watching matched up with their Democratic counterparts and making sure it is a fair and impartial election, just as the congressman was saying. Congressman, it's always great to talk with you. We thank you so much for all you're doing. Look forward to your book. And also, uh, we recommend it again highly. The Big Fraud by Congressman Troy Nels. Congressman, thanks for being with us and God bless you. Thank you, Lou. God bless you. I'm going to sign you. I'm going to send you a book, Lou. God bless you, brother. Congressman Nell's new book is The Big Fraud, now available in paperback on Amazon. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today here on The Great America Show. And please be with us here tomorrow when our guests will be Senator Rand Paul and conservative attorney Kurt Olson, who's represented President Trump and Mike Lindell. That's tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.